0: Hi, I'm Uncle Milty with an important message called The Four Agreements. The four agreements are be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. Imagine that world if we all live that way. Uncle Milty for hearingandbraincenters.com, 435 612 1023. HearingandBrainCenters.com, 435-612-1023. Rise and shine, fragile Americans. There's a victimhood to be claimed and microscopic germs to fear. The Kate Daly Show starts now. After seeing a September 9th school board meeting in Texas on pornography in the schools, I decided to check the titles at my child's school, Fairfax High School. The books were available and we checked them out. Both of these books include pedophilia, sex between men and boys. Both books describe different acts. One book describes a fourth grade boy performing oral sex on an adult male. The other book has detailed illustrations of a man having sex with a boy. The illustrations include fellatio and violent nudity, pedophilia here. This is not an oversight at Fairfax I'm High sorry. School. May, may i sorry. This material. Take a point there are children may. in the audience here. Do not I interrupt my time. Do not interrupt my time. I'd like to remind everybody I will stand here until that my time is restored and my time is finished. These books are in stock and available in the libraries of Robinson for high school. Langley students, and Annandale High School. Oh, Pornography is offensive um, to Madam all Clerk. people. It is offensive to common decency. It is the reason why the MPAA our next speaker is Alan. Yeah. Tough to
1: hear. There was uh, actually a lot more in that clip that I couldn't play on the air. And did you love the school board saying uh, there's children in the room when the parents describing the books at the library? Well, so I have a couple of things today. Welcome to the Kate Daly show and uh, happy to have you, of course, uh, listening in. I'm going to cover a couple of things that are non-COVID today. (laughs) I know, right? Um, and I also want you to call in too, if you if you'd like to. I'd like you to join me in this. Um, John Knox will be calling in in the next hour, and he'll be talking about um, the update on the firefighters in LA and what's going on. Boy, there's so much going on. You need to hear about. And uh, then I want to talk about <clears throat> generational um, DNA, generational memories, generational. Uh, things that affect us. And uh, in the last hour, we'll have Susan come in. And so uh, we've got a lot to talk about. So I want to start, I want to start here and explain something. Um, yesterday uh, when I have people call in on the phone sometimes or on Skype sometimes there's a lag or delay so it sounds like I'm cutting them off and there's actually a lag and so we tend to sort of talk over each other and it gets it's it it's hard and so I wanted to explain that because it just kind of depends on the phone it depends on the system that day and it and it really depends on a lot of factors so I'm not uh, ever trying to cut somebody off when they're when they're trying to give an answer and I apologize uh for that if you're if you're you know trying to get that answer from that guest and and you're you're not hearing that and so uh yesterday with Dr. Lee Merritt we had a little bit of that going on with her cell phone and with my system and I just wanted to let you guys know that everything that Dr. Lee Merritt was talking about and more is on her website she mentions that in the beginning, but I don't know if that, you know, resonated with people. If you go to com, you'll see that and uh, you'll see that everything is written out. Everything, even even how to get the dosage for body weight, uh, because she was talking about ivermectin and saying that that first three days you need to do a body dose, you know, a a body weight dose um, and then go down to about six milligrams a day. And she was talking about that on the air. and, And so I just wanted to make sure that. Even that calculator is there on the site, and you can go get that and uh, uh, get it all printed out and written out. And so if you were fast and furious trying to write everything down, well, sorry, um, it was it is written out on her site, themedicalrebel.com. She was so nice to do both shows yesterday, Alex Jones and this show. And uh, uh, let's see here. So we're hearing about the death rate. And so I just wanted to start with this before I, um, before I really open the phone lines, because I actually wanted to ask you today how you're taking a stand. What can you do? And even the little, the little bits of taking a stand, even if it's something that you don't m- might not register as big as having events or all of the big things, I just want you to call up and say, you know what? I can take a stand. This is what I can do. This is what I've thought about doing, or this is what I am doing, uh, because we need some good news today. I, I'm yeah sometimes it gets a little much it, it really does so um, I wanted to talk about this first with you before I do that because I thought this was really important and this was such a great piece by Ted Knoll. Um I think he's retired uh, MD and when I say taking a stand This is how this MD takes a stand is to write an article about why doctors are going along with this hideous protocol, why they're not taking a stand, because I know all of us are quite baffled by it. And when I see a high death rate, all I see is needless death. All I see is people dying needlessly that don't need to die. And this is. This is uh, just sick. It's sickening to me. Um, After after watching my husband walk out the door with inflammatory markers through the roof, with oxygen as low as his, I'm sorry, but why is there no change, right? Okay. So this doctor says this, and I, I really, really love this. He said there's two basic legs to the fraud that's going on. First is the idea that Centers for Disease Control in any way concerned with the mission related to its name, the failure of the CDC to endorse any treatment that did not emanate from its exalted halls should give us our first glint of clarity. And that's true. You know, CDC, what a hot mess they've been for years and years. And now we put them on a pedestal and lean on their every word. Well, the states are right. And then industry follows. There are literally millions of physicians around the world, he says, with great bulk of them uh, truly wish to treat their patients well. I I actually really believe that. I think there's a lot of really good doctors and nurses. He says among those are thousands of researchers, a number far in excess of those at the CDC, the NIH, and other alphabet soup, you know, government agencies. The very idea that, uh, that outside researchers are incapable of discovering anything useful without the help of bureaucrats in D.C. is hubris of the highest order. And it prevents the CDC, the FDA, and other agencies from considering the idea that maybe just possibly there might be intelligent life down here. <laughs> Mount Olympus cannot be threatened. The second leg of the fraud, he said, is less visible to the naked eye, but much more powerful. If He said, if I wrote this letter before I retired, I would be called before the board of my group and told in no uncertain terms to shut up. I might even be assessed a financial penalty, with several zeros after the one. That's a serious impairment of my pursuit of happiness. The reason for my group's dislike is more than the fact that I might be an irritant. They may actually agree with what I have to say, but they simply can't afford for me to say it. That's right. As a practicing physician in my group, the freedom of speech can be very expensive to the group. The group cared for patients of all descriptions and roughly half of them on Medicare and and another batch on Medicaid. Both programs were ultimately managed by the feds, one of the most humorless groups on the planet. They write a whole bunch of rules on how, how you have to document everything you do. And if you didn't document it correctly, it didn't happen and you won't get paid. But that's not the half of it. Suppose you have one of those patients brought in by the ambulance from under the bridge. His clothes are the only ones he's wearing. He doesn't have two nickels to rub together. It's more than obvious that this surgery for bowel obstruction, you know, would be a charity case, right? So before Medicare, you simply just write it off as a good neighbor duty. Now you don't get a choice. CMMS, the actual administration agency, CMMS, requires you to send a bill twice or maybe three times. Whatever it takes to turn the bill into a bad debt. And then you have to send it to a collection agency. And your only alternative is for your group to bring it up and in the board meeting and declare it as a write-off that gets noted in the minutes. And all of this rigmarole serves no purpose. And you knew that before you got to this sentence, but CMMS, CMMS has a sinister side. If you do the case for free, which you did before you spent that useless money on billing and collection, CMMS will define that as usual and customary, quote unquote bill for an exploratory um laparotomy since your unc is now zero you can't bill for more than that for an x lap in the future so it kind of sets that monetary standard and what does that have to do with ivermectin i'm glad you asked unc bills are just one of the hundreds of rules that cms f- enforces another is pay for performance so basically f uh, pfp pay for performance per- for performance requires you to check a host of boxes when taking care of patients. You, If you didn't get that IV antibiotic in 20 minutes before the incision, you failed, pay for per- performance and might not get paid. The hospital won't get paid to take care of the patient if there's a complication. So let us suppose that you use ivermectin to treat COVID patients as he arrives in the hospital. Ivermectin isn't on the Medicare Medicaid approved list of medications for COVID. See, there's the problem. And then your hospital pharmacy will call you and give you grief So, as a physician. So after wasting a lot of time getting them to finally let you have it, you've had to cancel half of your office day. The next day you get a visit from a coder who will tell you that you didn't use the approved treatment protocol and put in the, in the hospital in jeopardy because you flunked PFP. By the way, that coder is a person who helps you use the proper ICD billing code for whatever the patient has in order for the hospital to make the most money. But that's not the worst of it. Because you flunked pay-for-performance, that waves a red flag in front of the CMS, CMS M-M-S bulls, and you're about to get gored. They will wonder what other bad things you've done. So as soon as you find one, it gets flagged as Medicare fraud, and they will bill you twice what you got paid as penalty. Can you guess what other instances of fraud they'll find if they look hard? Do you have to ask why my partners would get upset if I published while I was still in practice? By the way, C-M-M-S can go two years back on you as they look for your crimes. They can ultimately take your house, your car, your wife's poodle while they're at it. Okay? And then he talks about private practice. And he says you can't give ivermectin because the feds will likely key in on it if your patient's on Medicare or Medicaid. So you decide to take it off the books. He pays you cash all as well. But no, no, you now have a private payment for Medicare-covered service that you will get barred from seeing another Medicare patient for two years. I understand there's a lot of red tape. I understand that we're dealing with a horrific, deadly protocol that COVID is not killing people in the hospital. But in my opinion, the protocol is, and in many opinions of many physicians. So, maybe this requires taking a stand against the entire system, right? At some point, at some point, they're going to have to do that at some point. And I would hope it's now before we have more needless death. Be right back. Kate Daly show.
0: Talk lines are open now.
1: Hey, everybody, just letting you know that Mike Lindell and I, the MyPillow guy, we partnered up, and he wants to help this show, and I want to help him. If you go to MyPillow.com and order all the products you know you're going to buy, towels, sheets, blankets, robes, all these kinds of things, dog beds even, go to MyPillow.com and use the code word KATE, K-A-T-E. You're going to get the deepest discount on all these items. They're the very best of all these items. He handpicked these things, and let me just tell you, you're also going to help Truth and Radio, and you're also going to be helping Mike Lindell. Isn't that fantastic? It's a great combination that you can do right from your own home. Call 800-873-1052. That's the phone number, 800-873-1052. Um, you can order directly on that phone number or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to put the code word Kate in. Thanks, you guys.
0: Ow.